What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, LJ Johnson. Live on the LJ Show. Live at Jim OKC 86 Radio Studios. Thank you for joining us today. Text line is 405-801-9663. That's 405-801-9663. What are you doing today? Time is 12 o'clock. We're here every day from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. on Jim OKC 86 Radio. I have a lot that I want to get into. Uh, today, uh, so no time to waste. Let's get into it. Uh, so I have a a blog from Mr. Virgil Walker, one of my favorite theologians out there. Um, he's in apologetics. He's into apologetics like I am. Uh, he has written a column uh, entitled "Will Feminists Win the Pulpit?" Will feminists win the pulpit? I want to get into that. Delano Squires has another great article uh, on theblaze.com. dot com. Uh, regarding Juneteenth and here's my thing about Juneteenth um, my my thing about Juneteenth is we can celebrate um, the end of slavery without embracing black nationalism without embracing black nationalism because black activists always talk about and, and white people too always talk about white nationalism how we don't want to embrace that which we don't, uh, but we also don't want to embrace black nationalism. Uh, so I don't believe in getting the red, green, and black flag, waving it in there. Um, I kind of wish that the holidays worked in reverse. You know, I, I kind of wish that the Juneteenth was, that that that, that, that happened in August, not in June because I wish we could celebrate Independence Day first and then celebrate Juneteenth because th- that's that's really how it worked. It worked in that order. We became we became America first. We got our independence from England and then the, the slaves got free. Juneteenth is when the, the slaves in Texas found out that they were free. And then everybody all the slaves are free. But I got a column I'm going to read about that. Uh Inflation update, uh, gas is high, then higher than Mount Everest, super high. Um, so are you going to buy a um, electric car? Good luck. Good luck. Because I bought, me and my wife, we, we were car shopping uh, last week, and we were looking for a Prius. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. New cars are nowhere to be found. You know, uh, a lot of times that the, the dealerships, what they're doing right now, they're bringing in cars. Um, they're bringing in new cars, right? They're they're ordering new cars and they're selling the new cars that are being uh, shipped in. They're selling. That's how they sell a new car. So they don't have new cars on the lot in the dealerships. You know, uh, we wanted a Toyota because Toyota is the best car on the market. Uh, it lasts longer than any other vehicle. That's what my mechanic said. Uh, my mechanic, he's a Nissan uh, maintenance manager. So I take his word. I would definitely take his word. Follow us at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at jamokc86radio.com. Um, man. Juneteenth happened um, Monday, 
and a lot of people with the holidays are just happy just to get off work, right? They're just happy just to get off work, which I understand. But it was, it is a holiday we celebrate. It's a federal holiday. But I'm not into black nationalism. Um, waving the green and red and black flag. It's, I think it's because that can separate us. So we shouldn't celebrate anything in, in a way that it will sell it was it will um that it will separate us as a country. But how about the OU baseball team? Boomer sooner, baby. How about the OU baseball team, Boomer Sooner? They won yesterday um in the Omaha in the College World Series. They are in the the championship series. Um, but did, did Arkansas win last night? Let's see who won at Arkansas and Ole Miss. Let's see baseball. Oh, okay. So the Arkansas beat Ole Miss. So the Sooners they get an extra day off, which is awesome. Which is awesome. So the Sooners get an extra day off. Um, I want to read a column about. I want to read a column about um gas prices and inflation. Uh, so I tried to find one, and it's it's on DailyWire.com. Uh, it's entitled "Delusional People Aren't Buying." Uh, the Washington Post columnist claimed that Americans are not suffering as much as they think they are. Uh, how can you tell me that I'm not suffering? You know what? That mean, that's just elitist talking. That's just elitist talking. People that are living in California, um, other places like that, saying, "Oh, well, it's you're not you're not suffering that much." How how do you know? Now. You could say I should prioritize things, but you can't say that I'm not <clears throat> that I'm not suffering. You can say I should I should prioritize the way I spend my money, this and that, but you you could do that anytime. But the problem is things cost way more <laughs> than they did before, and our paychecks didn't, didn't have, we haven't gotten the pay raise. Well, it depends on what job you work, right? If you work for the federal government, you get a raise, a little short raise every year. But a lot of jobs don't give raises, and it takes, like, years. You know, they'll give a raise if you get a promotion, but you know, it's just not like an annual raise or something like that for a lot of jobs. And if you do, it's through a promotion, and that's how you get a raise right, right there. Text line is 405801. 963 that's 405801 963 if you want to send us an email email us at jamokc86radio.com that's uh support at follow me at the lj show on twitter instagram and facebook and um i'm not on tiktok yet but you can follow me at the lj show on twitter instagram and facebook i got some awesome Awesome artists coming up uh, tomorrow. 
I, I got uh, Miss Sawana. That's her name. Miss Sawana is an artist from uh, Ohio. Uh, she has a song out called Push. Uh, it is awesome. So we will be having her on the show tomorrow. And then this Saturday, we will be out to the Oklahoma City Dream Center. We will be out at Top Town uh, with Banging for Jesus. So come out and see us at the, at the Oklahoma City Dream Center at 11 o'clock. And then we will be at Top Town at 2 p.m. Um, I will give those uh, addresses uh, today, at the, today during the show. What say you? What's on your mind? 405-801-9663. This is the LJ Show. I'll be right back.
Welcome back to the LJ Show, live on Jam Monkey City 6 Radio Studios. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, uh, let's get into this stuff, man. Let's get into this stuff that I want to talk about. 405-801-963, that is our text line, 405-801-963. So here's an article written by Virginia Kruta. I hope I'm saying it right. Virginia Kruta. Uh, it's entitled Delusional uh, People Aren't Buying uh, The Washington Post columnist claimed that Americans are not Suffering as much as they think they are So Washington Post columnist Michelle Singletary claimed on Wednesday That people needed, needed To back off President Joe Biden Back off my daddy And stop complaining about high gas prices And inflation because Americans Are not suffering as much as they think they are I mean what else are you going to say right what else are you going to say when you're trying to protect the president? When you're trying to protect the fact that it's it's 80% his fault. What else are you going to say? Singletary made an appearance on NBC to, to uh, discuss inflation and gas prices ahead of Biden's call for a three-month gas tax holiday and its, and its continued call to gas companies to absorb the cost of increased production in order to ease consumer costs at the pump. Here's a little clip of her on the show. Unsolved that I think is quite revealing. It shows 38% of Americans say they would rather see a recession than their, the inflation that we're dealing with. I mean, I read that to mean more than a third of Americans are so pressed by what they're having to pay for gas, for food, everyday items, rent, that they'd rather see a recession. Is that where we are right now? You know, I'm just going to say this, and, and, and if I get banged for it, I don't care. There, are, there is a great deal of Americans where it is uncomfortable that they're spending more, but they are not going to go under. You know, you you got to stop complaining when there's so many people who literally the inflation rate means they may only have two meals instead of three. There are Americans who did extremely well in the last two years in the market. You still have your job. And yeah, it's costing you more for gas, but guess what? You're still going to take that holiday, that 4th of July vacation. You could still eat out. So I'm going to need you to calm down and back off. Back off my daddy. I'm going to need you to calm down. How are you going to tell us to calm down, ma'am? We're going to need you to be real. Okay, we're going to need you to help out on this gas gas price. Why don't you just go ahead and uh, write some checks out for some gas money then. Write some checks out for rent, mortgage, food. Why don't you go ahead and write checks to our jobs to help us get more pay on our paycheck? Why don't you go ahead and do that? What about 401k? You didn't mention 401k. Did you mention 401k? No, you didn't. Calm down. You know what? These elitists are just ridiculous. Just so ridiculous. I can't stand them at all. And, and you know, and I try to refrain from on my show from getting upset at some of this stuff that I'm hearing and some of the things that I play and read on the show, but this really upsets me. 
<laughs> it upsets me, man. It, it it really does. Because it feeds into this fear, and then this fear feeds into people making decisions that creates the very thing that they are fearful of. And if you're in that category, calm down. Stop looking at your portfolio. And you know what you can do with all that energy? Help other people. Help put some food on the table in somebody else's house because you have extra. Now, the other half of America... I know I got extra. Anything that we can do to help them, to get to the job that they need to keep, to put that food on their table, those are the folks that we need to concentrate on. And if they are... Oh, oh, okay. So she's... Ref- she's ref- she's ref- uh, refraining it back to... Uh, socialism. If you if you're making it, so this is what she's saying. If you're making it, if you're able to put food on your table, clothes on your back, pay your bills, go. If you still have a job in this eight percent inflation crisis, then you should be able to help somebody else. Because the only people that are able to keep their jobs, pay their bills, are People that should be in the top one percent. I'm guess that's what she's saying. Basically, what she's saying is, if you're in the middle class, uh, you need to be helping the lower class. We already know what she probably feels about the the upper class, but these people are just crazy. Just crazy. Crazy. Responding to this survey saying that they're afraid. I get that. But overall, many Americans are not suffering as much as they think they are. And and we can think things into existence because we are unrealistically fearful of something that hasn't happened yet. We don't know if we're in a recession yet. Inflation is high, but it's high for a reason. We just came out of a pandemic where if you got COVID, you weren't sure you were going to live. And, you know, listen, I got three young adults who are trying to make it in the world. So I'm right there. I came from a situation where I know what it's like to literally be hungry, not the kind of hungry where you open up the refrigerator and there's food in there. and You go, there's nothing to eat. So I've been on both sides of this. And I, you know, I'm trying to calm myself down and I'm trying to help other people realize what can you do? And what you can do is continue to save. What you can do, if you don't need to drive, don't drive. If you don't, if you can put off a project, put it off. But if you are in the position to go eat at that restaurant, even if the meal is a little bit more, go eat at that restaurant and help save a business that is still trying to limp through the uh, the pandemic. And tip your weight person, and I can vouch for the mental help on soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Keep being delusional. I like these takes on MSNBC because it's going to turn the house in red. Keep being delusional and keep telling us how to live and how to think. Uh, Keep coming up with your elitist comments and uh, stop complaining about, you know, I live in Oklahoma. Live at the Jam Oki City 6 Radio Studios. This is the LJ Show. You listen to it on jamokeecity6radio.com. Or watching on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to download our podcast on um, all your podcast platforms out there. So let's continue reading this article. I'm just going to say uh, this. It's, it's, you know, for Daily Wire, there's a lot of uh, typos in this article. It's kind of weird. I'm just going to say this. If I get in 
uh, if I get dinged for, I don't care. And this is what she said. Uh, Singletary began, there is a great deal of Americans what it, where it is uncomfortable that they're spending more, but they are not going to go under. She went on to argue that people complaining about their portfolios should stop complaining and use their extra money to help the people who really are. What about using my extra money to save? Use my extra money for a trust fund? Use my extra money for my daughter's college fund? How about that? Don't try to tell me how to spend my money, ma'am. You worry about your kids. You You worry about your house. Don't try to tell me how to spend my money. We don't want we don't need to play those games. Faith in America's dying in darkness, uh Tim Graham added. Uh this is just in the same rambling by an elitist journalist that is so out of touch with everyday Americans, just eat two meals a day instead of three. I mean, yeah, you can intermittent fast, but a lot, that's, a lot of people can't do that to lose weight. I mean, I'm doing it. That's because I'm, I'm, I'm taking uh, Nugenics Thermo, which is great. It suppresses your appetite, and it's awesome. Uh, if you're a man uh, over 30 uh, needing to lose weight, I will highly suggest that you go grab you some Nugenics. But I'm taking that, and it's helping me intermediate fast. Okay, because I need to lose some weight. I can't be walking around here all obese and overweight. I can't be doing it. But um, she said just eat two meals a day instead of three. Uh, don't eat out ever, which that's what Dave Ramsey says, or go on vacation. Also, give money to other people, and the government should give money to other people, not you. Uh, wow. Okay. These people are delusional. They're delusional. They are. But like I said, it's a great campaign ad for them. And uh, when the house turns to red this this year, they'll, you know, but they, they can see it coming, though. They can see it coming. But they need to just hold the president and his, and his office and his staff accountable. Inflation was here before the war in Ukraine. So right now, right now they're blaming it on the pandemic and the war in Ukraine. Nothing to do with any of the executive orders that got signed as soon as President Biden hit office. Nothing to do with that, right? Nothing to see here, folks. Keep moving. Nothing to see here. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. But we all know. Well, you should know. You should know. Will feminists win the pulpit? Will feminists win the pulpit? That's coming up right here on the LJ Show. Listen to it on jamokc86radio.com. That's jamokc86radio.com. I'll be right back.
That is our text line. That is our text line. Let's get into this article. Oh, first of all, I'm going to tell you where. So uh, we will be at the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Dream Center um, at 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. this Saturday. Uh, The address is 2212 Southwest 55th Street, 2212 Southwest 55th Street. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73119. At 11 o'clock, we will be there. Um, 
at that event. They are having a community outreach event. They will have food pantries, uh, giving away food, clothes, um, and plus we'll be there with uh, job information and social services information, just like always. And then we're going to be at Top Old Town Park. That is at 2102 South Everest Avenue, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73129. It'll be for another community outreach event. Uh, at, every time we go to an event, we're going to do live broadcast and have our, our resources available uh, there, the brochures. Uh, so I know there's some job fairs coming up. So that's, that's the type of information that we'll have. Uh, job fairs and uh, reentry programs um, from from uh, getting out of prison. There's there's programs that Urban League does that helps you get jobs. Uh, also, other other uh, resources that we'll have as well. So come on out and see us at 11 a.m. at Dream at the Dream Center, and then at 2 p.m. at Top Old Town Park. All right. Will feminists win the pulpit? Will feminists win the win, win pulpit? Hashtag church, hashtag feminism, hashtag SBC, hashtag women preachers. So if you don't know, the SBC is arguing right now about women women preachers. And I'll just go ahead and preface this by saying I do believe in, um, in women preaching the word of God. But I don't believe that, and they should be the head pastor, because that's what the Bible says. Um, that's what the Bible says, and I'm a firm believer of not going against what the Bible says just because it makes me feel better, or just because culture says that's what we should do. All right, as culture wages war against God's design of man and woman, males and females, the casualties from this battle are piling up. Any observation on the latest headlines exposes the damage to the, exposes the damage this confusion brings. New storylines appear every day, uh, from trans women, biological men, destroying women's sports, to a reformed Supreme Court justice pretending she could not define her gender, which was why she was nominated for the position. Once again, with a brand new week, we witnessed the successful impact of feminism on full display in two of the most unlikely places. While both sources were seemingly unpredictable and unrelated, a closer look revealed that opposite was true. What is a woman? Recently, audiences experienced the Daily Wire movie, What is a Woman? While critics ignored the film, it received high praise from the massive audience who watched the documentary. If you haven't watched this movie, I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to watch it at some point. If you haven't watched it, you should. The movie provides a unique glimpse into the world of gender the um, theorists, transgender surgeons, and gender identity experts. As Matt Walsh's documentary focus asked the question, what is a woman? With this one, simple question, viewers, wit viewers witnessed the, for, for the uh, verbal gymnastics uh, obfuscations and outright cosmic interruptions in the vertex of reality, which initially serves as a movie's charm. However, the seriousness of this dangerous theology is on display toward the movie's end as viewers learn about the long-term impact of uh, puberty blockers and double uh, 
mascotomies on girls as young as 15. For the feminist proponents of transgender identities, uh, the tactics required to hold such views are simple. Number one, first, they ignore the meaning of the words. In this instance, this is, uh, this is accomplished by decoupling the word gender from sex. Yeah, it is. They, yeah. If you got to keep it, the, you got to keep the biological sense. If we, we just stay on the biological terms, then it shouldn't be no, um, there's a definitive answer there, right? But if, when you take sex out, then you say, no, it's about gender. Then you go into emotions and, well, this is how I feel. Um, I feel like I'm a man. I feel like I'm a woman. So, all right. <clears throat> Next, they redefine the meaning of the word. They ignored the words they ignored. For example, feminists will redefine gender as a social construct so that they can abandon all of the traditional feminine roles attracted. I mean, uh, a trace. This was uh, some guy posted something on Father's Day about uh, deadbeat dads and uh, they should not be celebrated today and and I put a comment on it. I said, um, well, this is the feminine. This is the best. I, what did I say? The number one uh, feminist post of the day goes to, yeah, you. And he, he got all upset. Why are you going to put this mess on my post? Well, this is a feminism post, buddy. It is. On today. Like you can, you can say it on another day, but to do it on Father's Day, that's just, that's just straight feminism, bro. That's what that is. All right. Then they declare anonymy apart from the God who created them. The declaration of anonymy allows them to determine what they will be. Four zero five eight zero one nine six six three. You listen to the LJ Show live on jamokc 86 radiocom All right. Finally, they require the world to accept their position as true. Any opposition to their view will be ashamed uh, through name calling, bigot, sexist, transphobe, or legal action. What here we go? What is a pastor? In the next unlikely place, the Southern Baptist Convention demonstrated feminism's slow creep through the church doors and to the pulpits of the largest evangelical convention in the world. In May 2021, after ordaining three women pastors, Rick Warren of Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, California, came under fire as images from the ordination service appeared on social media. By June 2021, during the annual Southern Baptist Convention, calls to disfellowship Saddleback Church has reached had reached the convention floor. The Credentials Committee, which reviews such requests, was set to respond during the 2022 convention in June. Wow. You know, Southern Baptists, they don't play that. They don't they don't play those games. Um they don't play games at all, right? So Southern Baptist is the the biggest uh, Christianity convention, uh, church convention in America. It is. Now, I don't believe that, I don't really care too much for it because I don't believe in denominations, but Baptist is a, is a denomination. Then you got Kojic and then you got Pentecostal and then you got Apostolic and then you got uh, Methodist and all that stuff. So I don't really care about denominations, but um, and all the denominations, Southern Baptist Convention is the biggest one uh, 
In addition to three women pastors, Rick Warren has selected a husband and wife pastoral team as his successor at Saddleback Church. The growing concern is that Saddleback is not the only Southern Baptist church engaged in this practice. Internal reports suggest that a number of churches have women with the title of pastor or co-pastor alongside their husbands in leadership. Alan Parr um, did a video on co-pastors, like the husband and the wife, and it's great. You should go watch it, alanpartthebeat.com. He is a supporter of Jamal KC86 Radio as well. All right, furthermore, studies suggest that many Southern Baptists would welcome a woman pastor. All right, so three-quarters, 73% of female Southern Baptists favor women in the pulpit, compared to just 58% of Southern Baptist men and half of Southern Baptist women, along with four and ten uh, men strongly support women clergy. The Baptist Faith and Message, BF&M 2000, has served Southern Baptists in determining the collective belief held by the 40,000-plus churches that make up the convention. The Baptist Faith and Message clearly states, While both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of pastor is limited to men as qualified by Scripture. Yeah, like I said before, that's what the Bible says. Last week, the credentials community responded well, sort of. Um, after taking a year to review the, the issue, credential community uh, committee chair Linda Cooper announced the following to the messengers during the convention. Based on the information available to us currently, including direct communication with Pastor Rick Warren, we have concluded that we are not yet prepared to make a recommendation regarding Saddleback Church, recognizing they are differing opinions regarding the intent of office a pastor as stated in the the different opinions it doesn't matter but what your opinion is it matters what the bible says the bible doesn't care about our opinions the word was written thousands of years ago and it's never changed it's it's funny how we want to allow culture culture to make us to tell us that we need to feel a certain way, so we need to disregard what the Bible says. As Christians, you don't you don't disregard what the law says. You don't disregard what your job rule says when you go to job with your regulations of what door to use and how to send an email. You know what the lead policy is. This to make yourself feel better. Feel better. Because your job doesn't care. Your job, your job doesn't care. That's why you're not doing that. But when you come to the Bible, oh, well, I don't like that it, that Paul wrote all these lists of sins in Galatians. So just to make myself feel better. Yeah. Moving along. Female pastors are not pastors. These are, these are feminists who hate God's authority and would do whatever it is necessary to ignore Scripture for personal gain. That is <laughs> that is Virgil Walker's uh, quote. Female pastors are not pastors. These are feminists who hate God's authority and will do whatever is necessary to ignore Scripture 
type of person. Okay, now there are a lot of women um, out there that are doing videos and podcasts on why they should not be pastors. So, proponents of women pastors rarely use uh, scripture to provide positive support for their position. Instead, they engage in hermeneutical, uh, hermeneutical gymnastics, uh, obfuscations, and scriptural manipulations to accomplish their goals. Evangelical feminists use the same taxes as those in example above. First, they ignore the meaning of words. For instance, according to the sum, an elder being the husband of one wife, 1 Timothy 3 and 2 doesn't mean that a woman can't qualify for the role. Furthermore, any prohib any prohibits uh prohibited I can't I'm know why I can't read right now. <laughs> prohibits of women uh teaching men or on exercise authority of men uh 1 Timothy number uh chapter 2 verse 12 can't possibly mean what it says since it doesn't agree with a modern day understanding of women's roles. Uh, number two, next day to the couple and redefine the meaning of the words. For example, evangelical feminists separate the idea of gifting a pastor from the office of pastor. Once these ideas are accepted, ordination can proceed. Then the, then the evangelical feminists exercise their anonymous freedom to operate as they see fit contrary to scripture and establish the kind of church they desire according to their rules. Their rules. Finally, they require others to accept their position as truth. Anyone disagreeing will be shamed through name-calling, patriarchy, uh, misogynist, bigot, etc. sexist. All right. <clears throat> Sound familiar? It should. This playbook has been consistently used by feminists both for advocating for the abandonment and gender roles or in attempt to absurd Christ's sovereign authority over his church. Whether it's the gender binary male-female or the authority given by God to qualify men in the pulpit, feminists seek to destroy what God has established. Female pastors are not pastors. These are feminists who hate God's authority and will do whatever is necessary to ignore scripture to personal gain. What say you? What say you? Email us to support at jamonkcd6radio.com or send us a text at 405-801-9663. That's 405-801-9663. Yeah. I mean, it's... It it seems simple. It seems cut and dry. But when you put feelings in it and... You allow the world to tell you how to think. It's it's not going to be as simple. It's not. I mean, it's sad, but it. I mean, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. This is LJ show. Y'all keep listening. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
Welcome back to the LJ Show. Following the straight line. Don't go with the crowd. Don't go with the crowd. I don't care what they say. Following the straight line. Don't go with the crowd. Do the complete opposite. Don't hit the snooze button like I do. I'm my boy home. Uh, <laughs> he, he put that on Twitter every day. Don't hit the snooze button in different ways. And what do I do? I hit the snooze button. Listen to the LJ Show on GemOkCity6Radio.com or whatever podcast platform you listen to it on or on YouTube. Uh, here's an article by Delano Squires. Uh, Juneteenth has been surrounded for by a cloud of partner, partnership in recent years since it, it was rapidly transformed from local celebrations, mainly in Texas, to a federal holiday in the wake of George Floyd's death. 
on one side are activists who see the United States as white supremacist country that needs a new flag. See, that's what I was talking about, the black, red, and um, green flag. <clears throat> new flag anthem and Independence Day. Now, there's a video going around where a teacher was, well, she changed the national anthem, not the national anthem, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance into a black nationalism. Uh, she put some, uh, <laughs> some black stuff in it. Uh, oh, your Pan-Americanism, whatever you call it. Uh, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the black, the black flag or something like that. I have to play it later on tomorrow's show. Uh, on the other are conservatives who reject the essence of the holiday uh, because they think it is being used to further divide the country. While Juneteenth has been celebrated, celebrated in Texas for decades the, to commemorate uh, uh, the end of slavery in, in that state, news of the Emancipation Proclamation contained in Union General Gordon Granger's General Order Number Three did not end legalized slavery in America. Two Union border states, Delaware and Kentucky, did not formally enslave until the Thirteenth Amendment was ratified on December eighth, eighteen sixty-five. In fact, Delaware did not ratify the Thirteenth Amendment until nineteen o one, almost forty years after President Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Like much of American history, especially when it comes to race, Juneteenth is complicated. Uh, it shouldn't be that way because Juneteenth is a holiday celebrate, celebrating the most important American value, freedom. But like all values, freedom is not neutral. It is, In this context, it applies being released from one thing in order to pursue another. Uh, formerly enslaved used their newfound liberty to rebuild their families, create businesses, find honorably and foreign wars, fight honorably in foreign wars, lead social organizations, birth political movements, and march for equal citizenship. The black freedom struggle of the 19th and 20th centuries was a testament to what liberated people can do. Uh, epitomized by a famous quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. King's understanding of the moral Universe makes sense to me as a Christian, but New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, shows how quickly that can uh, that arc bends and and then boomerang with stripped of the biblical def definitions of the morality, morality and justice. Um, Adams tweeted. So Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City. Uh, so he tweeted drag drag storytellers and the libraries and schools support them are advancing a love of diversity personnel expression and literacy that is the core to what our city embraces well sir you can keep that keep your drag queens uh if you want to celebrate this gender dysphoria shame on you he followed up with another tweet saying that schools should be used to educate students on lgbtq issues um his, his admission is in stark contrast to the Democrats across the country who denied this type of indoctrination was taken place. They are protesting the parental rights and education bill in Florida during their Don't Say Gay campaign, which was a farce. Which we all know that, right? We all know that. But 
I'll finish this uh, article tomorrow. I'll finish it tomorrow. Uh, 405-801-963. If you want to get on the show, you want to call the show, our call-in day is Mondays. So if you want to call in and be live on air, call in on Mondays. Uh, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. on jamalkinsity6radio.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, tw- Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and um, TikTok is <clears throat> TikTok as well. Excuse me, TikTok as well. Uh, this is the LJ Show. You listen to it on JamOKC86Radio.com. Don't forget to, to hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you haven't done it already. Send us an email, support at JamOKC86Radio.com. I will see y'all tomorrow. We will have a great artist by the name of Sawana on the show. It is going to be great. You don't want to miss it. This is the LJ Show. I am LJ Johnson, your host. See you tomorrow.